Welcome to the e-commerce badassery podcast, the place for scrappy female entrepreneurs who want to learn actionable steps and strategies to grow the traffic, sales, and profit in your e-commerce business. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster, a 20-year retail veteran who spent three years as the only employee of a seven-figure online store. That shit was crazy. I know exactly how it feels to do all the things, and I'm sharing everything I learned the hard way so you don't have to. I may have started this business by accident, but supporting badass bosses like you lights me the fuck up, and I am so stoked to see you grow. Are you ready, babe? Let's roll. Welcome back to the e-commerce badassery podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Tillo Coster. Before we get into the nitty gritty of this week's episode, I just want to take a moment to celebrate 199 episodes of the podcast. When I started this thing in 2020, I had no idea of the impact I would have and the joy I would experience. And I want to thank you for tuning in each week sharing it with your biz friends, sending me such great feedback through reviews, DMs, emails, all the things. And let this serve as a reminder to you that whatever it is you've been thinking of doing, just do it. It will feel hard in the beginning. You'll feel like you don't know what the fuck you're doing. But just like we talked about in last week's episode, you'll figure it out along the way and probably forget how hard it actually was. At the end of the day, the only thing I wish I did differently was starting this bad boy sooner. On to today's topic. What do Bombas, Scrub Daddy, and Squatty Potty have in common? And no, it's not that they got investments from sharks. All right, how about Spanx, Crocs, Pura Vida, or even a non-product brand like Dave's Hot Chicken? Poopery, Harry's, Dollar Shave Club, Peloton, Ruggable, Movement? What do all of these brands have in common? They're all known for something, and they're known for something because they started out with one product. And in some cases, they still only sell one product in different variations. And I'm sure you can think of a handful of other brands that fit this description too. There are a lot of reasons why only selling one or just a handful of products is a good idea, from the ease of sourcing and production to shipping, scalability, and a whole lot more. But that's not what I really want to talk about today. What I want to talk about is the concept of applying this idea of a one product brand or store to your marketing. In fact, we've talked about this a few times just in the last couple of weeks. In how to create an omni-channel marketing campaign, I talked about how for each campaign to pick one or two top products to focus your marketing message on. In last week's episode, What to Do When Business Feels Hard, I shared how I recommended my biz friend create a marketing funnel specifically for one of the products she sells all the way from ads to an email welcome sequence. So why do we want to do this in the first place? Well, the short answer, because it's so much easier to market your business in an impactful way. Let me give you an example. A lounge member, I talked about her either on the podcast or maybe it was just on Instagram. I don't remember. She developed a line of clinically formulated clean skincare for mature women. She only has a handful of products, but there are two that really set her apart from all the skincare brands on the internet. 
One is a vaginal moisturizer and the other a natural deodorant that actually works. Now, will the same customer buy both of these products? Sure. But the reason why they would seek these products out and ultimately make a purchase are very different. So marketing them together is really hard. Now, considering my background, I'm sure I could come up with something, but it would probably be pretty cringe to talk about those at the same time, right? Instead of trying to market a line of clinically formulated clean skincare for mature women, because while that's great, it doesn't really set her apart, she can market a natural deodorant that actually works. Which of those sound more powerful to you? Okay, so the trick with this method is that you probably can't do it for every single product you sell. Well, if you only sell a handful, you could, but to really do this well, you first have to identify your top products so you know where to focus your efforts. If you're a boutique, a jewelry brand, a home decor store, or any other type of store that sells a lot of products, think of this at a collection level. So When I had my boutique, it was jeans and going out tops. A jewelry client of mine has a mix and match collection of letter jewelry. For you, it might be the dinnerware that you sell. Dig through your data and figure out what are the top two to three sellers in your assortment. And of course, there are going to be some nuances here depending on what you sell. For instance, last year, I did a BizBite episode on how to deal with conflicting advice from experts. On that episode, I talked about a lounge member who designed and sold wall art for nurseries. In her case, it's not the wall art itself that's the product. It's the actual print she created. If you think about how most parents decorate a baby's nursery, it's in a theme, right? So if they want her print in wall art, they probably want it in bed sheets, maybe wallpaper. I have another client who puts clever phrases on t-shirts. She has two that pretty much outperform all the rest. So she puts those on multiple other products like hats, stickers, and pins. Again, this episode is not about whether or not you should shrink or expand your product line, but I always try and give you as many examples as I can so you can see how these concepts apply to your business. Now that you've identified your top two to three products, I want you to ask yourself, why would someone buy each of them? Like the vaginal moisturizer and deodorant example, the reasons are likely very different. Taking it back to my biz friend I talked about last week, she has two main products, one for mom, one for daughter. In both cases, mom is the one making the buying decision, but the reasons why, completely different. Once you identify what motivates their buying decision, you can create a sales funnel that speaks directly to that and only that from your organic content to your paid ads and even the follow-up email sequence you send when you get them on your email list. Doesn't that feel easier to just focus on selling one product? It doesn't mean you won't sell your other products or that you're going to miss out on revenue. When I go to Dave's Hot Chicken, I get a side. People who buy Crocs buy charms. If you're going to buy one pair of Bombas socks, you'll probably buy two. The point is that instead of confusing your customer, trying to talk to them about all of the things, you draw them in by speaking to the exact thing they're looking for 
and then sell them more once they're there through an optimized website, cross-sells, bundles, subscriptions, repeat purchases, etc. Even in a brick-and-mortar store, you don't put everything you sell in the window. You draw them in with the best of the best and then sell them more once they're inside. And look, this doesn't mean you abandon all other marketing you're doing and stop talking about every other product you sell. Not unless you want to. This can be an evergreen marketing campaign that runs in the back end of your business alongside everything else you're doing. Let's use the clinical skincare line example again with the natural deodorant. In her day-to-day, she can continue to educate on skincare ingredients, marketing her line to her existing audience, and creating mini marketing campaigns throughout the year as explained in the Omnichannel episode. But alongside all of that, she can build up a campaign specifically for the natural deodorant. What does that look like? It could be running ads to a blog post with an offer to sign up for her email list where they go through a specific flow designed to sell that deodorant. She could layer in some influencer and affiliate marketing. She could do some collaborations featuring that product and maybe even some giveaways. It might even be putting that one product on another sales channel like Amazon, starting wholesale, or even private label if she wants. Ultimately, what exactly you implement in this process is going to depend on so many factors. And there are, of course, tons of podcast episodes that can help you determine what's right for your business and then how to implement those things. The real takeaway for today, though, is to focus your efforts and get more intentional about how you market your business and the message you're putting out there. Don't be afraid to get specific. Don't try and be everything to everyone. Be the perfect solution to the customer who needs what you sell. And again, How exactly this looks in your business is going to be different than someone else. And there are a lot of nuances here. For some, it will be about creating an evergreen campaign. For others, it will be about slashing your product assortment and just going all in. It just depends. There's no way for me to say which is right for you specifically without taking a deeper dive in your business. If you need help sorting this out, a strategy call is a great way to get that clarity I'll put a link in the show notes for you to get more information about those. If you're part of the lounge, remember you have your members only velvet rope calls that you can take advantage of. No matter which direction makes sense for you, I hope you see how narrowing down your focus will actually make it easier to reach the ultimate goals you have for your business. And that's a wrap. As always, thank you for spending your time with me today. And for all the other episodes you've tuned into, I'm so grateful for every download, listen, rating, review, DM, email, message, you name it. It means more than you'll ever know. Have a kick-ass rest of your week and I'll see you on the flip side. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you're looking to surround yourself with more product entrepreneurs who totally get your life right now, get your booty on over to the e-commerce badassery Facebook group. Can't wait to see you there. Until next time, e-commerce friends, stay badass.